Trivia for Kids, where it's not just for adults anymore. Hi, friends. We're going to start the podcast a little differently this week. I got an email from a grandma who listens to the podcast with her amazing nine-year-old granddaughter named Zoe. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Zoe. She's a national champion cheerleader. She plays the piano. She loves to swim and jump on the trampoline with her friends. And she loves Disney World. Very recently, Zoe lost her dad to cancer. Zoe, I am so, so sorry for your loss. We cannot imagine what you are going through, but we want you to know that we are praying for you and that we're sending you all our love. We hope that this episode brings a smile to your face. Now, here's episode 22, dedicated to Zoe and her dad, Joe. School's out for summer. Do you know that song? No idea what you're talking about, no. <laughs> it was it was a rock song from back in the day. School's out forever. Except not ever for you. Till sixth grade. Happy summer! Happy summer! And today it's a very special day. You know why? I do know why. Well, for two reasons. Number one, it's Memorial Day. Yay. And number two, it's Ren's birthday. It is Ren's birthday. So she got to have a friend over to play this afternoon. So Quinn is joining me for the podcast. Hello, Quinn. Hello. We've had a very busy weekend. What did what did you do all weekend? I was at my grandparents' house all weekend. And will you share a little of what you did? Well, my aunt and uncle came over and they were really fun to have around. I played with my two cousins and my other aunt and uncle and my grandparents and my great-grandparents and my parents and some more adults. <laughs> well, I think I, I think I got all of them. <laughs> and then me and Ren and Brooks. So it's been fun, yeah. And what was the big surprise that Grandma got that you got to see when you showed up at her house? She got new kittens. And they're so cute. What color are they? They're black, and one of them is black with white paws. And what did you and Ren decide to name them? Chimney and Mittens. The Mittens is the black one with the white paws. Because it looked like she has mittens on. And why did you name the other one Chimney? Because of the ash in a chimney. So on Grandma and Grandpa's farm, they have a horse named Turtle and a cat named Chimney. <laughs> kind of funny, huh? Tell them what we did today before we left to come back home. Oh, we went fishing. And Quinn, you did not want to go fishing. And you said, I hate fishing. I don't want to go fishing. Fishing is terrible. And what happened when you were fishing? It was fun because there were a lot of fish in the pond. And you caught huge fish, didn't you? I caught a giant one, yes. The and, biggest crappie in the pond. And did Dad take it off the hook? Or who took it off the hook? He took it off the hook besides one time when I took it off the hook myself. That's awesome because before you always had to have Dad or I take the fish off the hook. But today, you faced your fish fears. And did it yourself. My sister loves fishing, but doesn't like to hold the fish. She no. caught she caught the biggest fish yet. It was a giant bass. And she was so afraid to hold it. Yeah. And she wouldn't even hold it for a picture. She made Grandma hold the fish next to her. And then she stood and smiled. Oh, silly Wren. Fish are not scary. Fish are friends. 
So, do you have a joke of the week, Quinn? Yes, and this one just happens to be about school since we just finished school. All right, let's hear it. What is the king of all the school supplies? The ruler. Oh, yes, the ruler. So is Mr. Van Ruler the king of all the teachers? <laughs> <laughs> I like that, but... Um, no, that was one of Quinn's teachers they're all, this year. They're all high rank. Oh, good one. All right, let's go. Let's get started, y'all. Here's how the show works. Trivia for Kids consists of five rounds with seven questions each. We will announce the answers at the end of each round. Each new round will have a different category. After the fifth round, we will have the final exam, which will test you on the toughest questions we have covered in the previous rounds. Everyone ready? Let's get started. Round one. The category is Encanto. Question one. What is Mirabelle trying to hide in the Family Madrigal song? Question two. What is Mirabelle's father's name? Question three. Mirabelle gives Antonio a present before his gift ceremony. What is it? Question four. What is the first animal to appear and talk to Antonio after he gets his gift? Question five. How many babies does Dolores overhear Mariano saying that he wants? Question six. What does Peppa say to calm herself down? Question seven. What is Mirabelle trying to save while Casita is crumbling down? And now the answers to round number one. Question one. What is Mirabelle trying to hide in the family madrigal song? That she doesn't have any powers. So the kids are saying, well, what's your power? What's your power? And she keeps trying to change the subject. Like, my Aunt Peppa's power is this. And my mom's power is this. And my sister Isabel's power is this. And my sister, what's her other sister's name? Louisa. Louisa. She's the strong one. And then they keep saying, well, what's your powers? And she's like, what about Dolores? Do you know about her? And Yeah, she's, she's a little self-conscious about that kind of stuff. Yes. Question two. What is Mirabelle's father's name? Agustin. I did not know that. I knew that because it says it in the Family Madrigal song. How did sing the part? My dad, Agustin, well, he's excellent for what he means well or something like that. Oh, during that. that really fast part? Yeah. Oh, man. She, speaks, she sings fast. He has bees all over his face at that part. So. <laughs> Yikes. 
Question three. Mirabelle gives Antonio a present before his gift ceremony. What is that present? A stuffed animal. Uh, well, specifically a stuffed jaguar. So what was Antonio's gift that he got that day? He got the ability to talk to animals, and I think it might have intertwined with the fact that Mirabelle just gave him a gift Maybe. involving animals. So if you could have a gift, what would you pick? Teleportation. Great choice. I think I'd pick the same Question four. What's the first animal to appear and talk to Antonio after he gets his gift? A toucan. Have you ever seen a toucan in real life? I mean, I've seen them on TV. Have I seen one in real life? We saw them at Bush Gardens in Tampa when we went, and you might have been too young to even remember it, but they are so cool. They're so cool. I love their beaks. It's almost like they seem fake because their beaks are so cool. But then when you see one in real life, you're like, that's really how they look. It's crazy. Yeah. Question five. How many babies does Dolores overhear Mariano saying that he wants? Five. The line is, he wants five babies. Question six. What does Peppa say to calm herself down? Clear skies. Clear skies. And why does she say that? Because she controls the weather. Because when she gets angry, it makes a thunderstorm, right? So to calm herself down, she says, clear skies. Clear skies. Question seven. What is Mirabelle trying to save while Casita is crumbling down? The candle. The candle is what keeps their miracle alive. But it's really useless to save it since it's already burning out by the time she goes and saves it. Yeah, and the candle burns out, so then is all the miracle gone? Pretty much, yeah. Nuh-uh, they all still have their powers. No, they don't. Casita they lose back. their powers. Yeah, I they the get end... them back at the end, but while Casita is crumbling down, they all lose their powers. But then does the candle relight, and then they get them back, or...? No, they rebuild the house, and they give Mirabelle a doorbell, and she gets to put it on, and it brings the magic back to the house after she puts the doorbell on. Um... I mean, the doorknob. <laughs> the doorbell. <laughs> it was the doorknob, wasn't it? Great movie. Encanto is one of the best movies in recent recent history. Don't it you is. agree? It's the music good. is so good. Round two. The category is cheerleading. Question one. In stunting, what is the person called that is lifted or tossed into the air? Question two. What are the people called who lift or throw the person into the air? Question three. In what jump does the cheerleader try to touch their toes out in front of their body? A toe touch, a herky, or a pike? Question four. In a stunt, what is the person called who stands near the stunt to ensure nobody falls to the ground and gets hurt? Question five. True or false? 
the fluffy handheld cheer tools are called pom-poms. Question six, what is the motion called where your arms are extended straight out from your sides? Question seven, what do you call a backflip where no hands are used? Round two answers. Question one, in stunting, what is the person called that is lifted or tossed into the air? A flyer. So I think if you were a cheerleader, Quinn, you'd probably be a flyer because you are pretty skinny and you don't weigh a lot. Very light. And we can throw you in the air. <laughs> Question two, what are the people called who lift or throw a person into the air? A base. When I was a cheerleader, I was a base. <laughs> I, I was not the person that was being tossed into the air. I was like, who was the tough sister in, in Kanto? Who was the strong Louisa. one? I was the Louisa of the cheerleading squad. <laughs> Question three. In what jump does a cheerleader try to touch their toes out in front of their body? A toe touch, a herky, or a pike? A pike. Is a herky a thing? Yes. So all three of those options that I gave you were cheerleading jumps. However, a toe touch, you're trying to touch your toes, but your legs go out kind of to the sides. A herky is where only one leg goes forward and the other one kind of goes bent and behind your body. And a pike, you try to keep both legs straight together and out in front of you to reach them. It's a very hard jump. I never did that one. Oh, Question four, in a stunt, what is the person called who stands near the stunt to ensure nobody falls to the ground and gets hurt? A spotter. Were you ever a spotter? We didn't have a very big cheer squad, so I was always a base, but we did always have a spotter, which is a very important job so that nobody gets hurt. <laughs> Someone's falling, the spotter's like, I gotcha, I gotcha. Yep, that's their job. That's cool. Have to be strong. <laughs> Question five, true or false? The fluffy handheld cheer tools are called pom-poms. False. They're actually called pom-pons. Yeah, pom-pons. What? Yes, P-O-M-P-O-N, pom-pon. So these things are called pom-pons? Yes, so right now what Quinn is holding in her hand is a blue pom-pom. No, that's pom. <laughs> no, blue pom-pom. Let's go, warriors. Uh, let's go, warriors, let's go. Do you want to be a cheerleader when you get older? We don't have we don't have youth cheerleading here. Yeah, but it sounds kind of fun, actually. Question six. What is the motion called where your arms are extended straight out from your sides? A T. Oh, you did a cheerleading camp, so you might know this, but did you know that, so when a cheerleader does arm motions, there are certain moves or motions that have names. So, Quinn, if you held your arms out straight to your sides, nope, what you have doing right now is called a high V. Like 
can't because it's right. so small in the small closet. But yeah, if you put your arms in fists and then put them straight out like that, you just made a T. Nice, man. Question seven. What do you call a backflip where no hands are used? A back tuck. Does that mean you tuck your arms under your legs? It means you tuck your knees into your chest and you tuck your arms around your legs and you flip over backward. Nice. I could not do one of those. <laughs> Round three. The category is Disney World. Question one. What year did Disney World open to the public? 1951, 1971, or 1991? Question two. How much was an admission ticket on opening day? Question three. Which princess is the castle dedicated to at the Magic Kingdom at Disney World? Question four. Which item will Disney never sell in their theme parks? Question five. What is the giant ball at the Epcot theme park called? Question six. What is the official symbol of Disney's Animal Kingdom? Question seven. Which ride is at every Disney park? And now, the answers to round number three. Question one. What year did Disney World open to the public? 1951, 1971, or 1991? It opened in October of 1971. Question two. How much was an admission ticket on opening day? $3.50 for an adult ticket. Tickets today start at $109 per ticket. Whoa. That's what you call inflation. That is what you call inflation. How do you know about inflation? Oh, uh, Mr. Vent Ruler. Well, that's the second time Mr. Vent Ruler's come up already. It's true. Yes. Yeah, so when the when uh, Disney World first opened, it cost $3.50 per person. Now it costs over $100 per person. Crazy. Question three. Which princess is the castle dedicated to at the Magic Kingdom? Cinderella. Have you ever been to Disney World, Quinn? In your dreams. I wish. I know. In your dreams, I should really say. Nope, we have not taken you guys to Disney World yet. But you've got to do some other cool stuff. Question mark? Not question mark. <laughs> you goof. Question four, which item will Disney never sell in their parks? Chewing gum. Chewing gum is banned at Disney World as it's too messy and they like to keep their parks very clean. 
Disney World is very clean. I mean, it makes sense. <laughs> right. They don't want little kids chewing gum and spitting it on the sidewalk and making Disney all <laughs> sticky and yucky. <laughs> Question five. What is the giant ball at the Epcot theme park called? Spaceship Earth. It has a full ride on the inside. The entire structure weight is over 15 million pounds. Question six. What is the official symbol of Disney's Animal Kingdom? The Tree of Life. What's so, the Tree of Life? Let me explain since you've never been. The Tree of Life, when you walk into the Animal Kingdom, is this huge tree. And then the trunk of the tree has Hundreds and hundreds of different animal faces carved into the trunk. Here, let me show you a picture. Oh, man, that's cool. Question seven. Which ride is at every Disney park? Dumbo the Flying Elephant. The high-flying attraction first opened in Disneyland in 1955. It is featured in all six Disney theme parks around the world. But... Disney World opened in 1971. Disney World did, but the Dumbo the Elephant was first featured in Disneyland, which opened before it. Oh! So that was smart to catch that. But, so all of the six Disney parks around the world, like Disney Shanghai and Disney Paris, all have a Dumbo the Flying Elephant ride. That's awesome. We're going to have to go sometime. I mean, yeah. Round number four. The category is U.S. Geography. Question one. In which state is the Grand Canyon located? Question two. Which state is the smallest? Question three. In which state is the volcano Mauna Loa located? Question four. How many states share a border with Mexico? Question five. Niagara Falls is located on the border of Canada and which U.S. state? Question six. In which state does the Mississippi River begin? Question seven. Which is the least populated state in the U.S.? And now the answers to round four. Question one. In which state is the Grand Canyon located? Arizona. And do you remember how the Grand Canyon was formed? From like... Wasn't it like rain or water or something? Yep, the Colorado River carved out the Grand Canyon. Thank you, Colorado River. <laughs> <laughs> Question eight. 
Question two, which state is the smallest? Rhode Island. The other day I was playing a game about Rhode Island. It was called Rhode Island Hopping. And um, one of the questions were, how many Rhode Islands could fit into Texas? And the answer was like 231. Wow. That's crazy. Rhode Island is very small, but I didn't realize it was that small. And Texas is very big, so maybe that does make sense. Yeah, but still, it's it's mind-boggling. How there's they're both states, but one is teeny and one's massive. That is mind-boggling. Mm-hmm. Question three. In which state is the volcano Mauna Loa located? Hawaii. I'm going to leave them to their business of the Mauna Loa. And let's just... And we'll just keep the snow and the non-ocean and the blizzards and tornadoes. I mean, mean, yeah, I'd rather have that than a giant active volcano. I don't think it erupts very often. Doesn't mean it's not active. (laughs) Question four. How many states have a border with Mexico? Four. Texas, Arizona, New Mexico, and California. Question five. Niagara Falls is located on the border of Canada and which U.S. state? New York. So let's go back to your Ripley's Believe It or Not stuff and all the books you read about that. Did you ever read about somebody going over Niagara Falls in a barrel? Has someone actually done that? Oh, yeah. Like back in the day, they used to do it often. They used to have stunt daredevil people. Like, could you imagine climbing in a wooden barrel and going, see you at the bottom? Question six. In which state does the Mississippi River begin? Minnesota. Do you remember when we went to the start of the Mississippi River in Minnesota? Nope. How old was I? Mm, Four, maybe. Nope. I don't remember that. Well, you have dipped your toes into the very start of the Mississippi River. Ooh. Sounds interesting. Was it cold? I think at the time it was, yes. Question seven. Which is the least populated state in the United States? Wyoming. We should start convincing some people to go, go move to my Wyoming. I, I have friends that live in Wyoming. Hi, Wyoming friends. And it's beautiful. It's a great place to live. So I don't know why it's it so... It does sound beautiful. Are they know. mountains? On one side of it, there are, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's a very nice state. Round five. The category is baseball. Question one. How many players play defense during a baseball game? Question two. The designated hitter can hit in place of who? Question three. What is it called when you make a mistake on defense? Question four. A southpaw is another name for a pitcher who does what? Question five. How many strikes does it take to strike out? 
Question six. What happens when a pitcher pitches four balls to a batter? Question seven. How many runs does a grand slam drive in? And now the answers to round five. Now I call this category baseball, but I should have called it softball too, because the answers are the same. And Quinn, you're playing softball right now, aren't you? Yep. It was canceled tonight, though, because of the weather. Question one. How many players play defense during a baseball or a softball game? Nine people. And what position do you play when you're on defense? I play second base or shortstop. Shortstop is always my favorite because that's where they hit the balls the most often. That's where you get the most action, huh? Mm-hmm. Question two. The designated hitter can hit in place of who? The pitcher. What does that mean? So in baseball, or maybe in softball too, you can have what's called a designated hitter, who when the pitcher is up to bat, so you know how you go in order of batting, when it's the pitcher's turn, the person that they have assigned as the designated hitter goes up to bat for the pitcher. So the pitcher doesn't have to bat. Why? Well, so like in Major League Baseball, they don't want the pitchers to get hurt because the pitchers are very, very important. And so they don't always make them hit because one, hitting isn't really their specialty. So pitchers are good at pitching and not very many pitchers are that great at batting. So they'll put in a designated hitter who's a really good batter in their place. And they don't want the pitcher to get hurt somehow and then not be able to pitch the next inning. That sounds awesome. That's that's smart. Question three, what is it called when you make a mistake on defense? An error. Beep boop. Error. <laughs> yeah, it is called an error in baseball. Question four, a southpaw is another name for a pitcher who does what? Pitches with their left hand. We don't have any southpaws. Southpaws. You got some, you have some southpaw catchers, but not any pitchers. We have almost only southpaw catchers, except for one, I think. Question five. How many strikes does it take to strike out? Three. Four, it's one, two, three strikes, you're out in the old ball game. Bum, bum, bum. Play ball! Or go sit on the bench because you just struck out. Question six. What happens when a pitcher pitches four balls to a batter? They get to automatically go to first base. Hey, what's the other what's the other way you get to automatically go to first base? If you get hit with the ball. If you get hit by a pitch. And I didn't mind that or getting four balls because that just meant I got on base. <laughs> Question seven. How many runs does a grand slam drive in? Four. Isn't that a home? Oh, that's a home run is when one or two people get to go all the way around. So uh, so the difference between a home run and a grand slam is this. A grand slam is when bases are loaded. That means there's a person at first base, second base, and third base. And then there's somebody batting. And if that person batting hits a home run, then all four people automatically 
get to go and score a run. Grand slam! If you hit a home run, can you still get out? No. Like, a home run not means, even if someone tags you? Nope. A home run means you automatically get to go around the bases for free and your run counts. That's awesome. Yep. So try to hit more home runs. Okay. <laughs> and now it's time for the final exam. Now remember, you've heard these questions in the previous rounds, but these were the hardest ones we've had. So use your memory and try to think back to what the answers are. Question one. In a stunt, what is the person called who stands near the stunt to ensure nobody falls to the ground and gets hurt? A spotter. Question two. In baseball, the designated hitter can hit in place of who? The pitcher. Question three. What is Mirabelle's father's name? Augustine. Question four. Which is the least populated state in the U.S.? Wyoming. Question five. What is the giant ball at the Epcot theme park called? Spaceship Earth. Question six. In which state does the Mississippi River begin? Minnesota. Question seven. A southpaw is another name for a pitcher who does what? Pitches with their left hand. Well, the end. Finn. Wait, is that is that like at oh, the end of movies? Fiend. Yes, I fiend. That's at the end of Ratatouille. I think that's the French word for like the end or it's over or it just says fiend. And I think it means like finish or something. <laughs> something I just realized when we were doing the final exam here is that not only is Wyoming the least populated state, it's also the last state alphabetically. Two lasts for Wyoming. They should get some award for that. <laughs> Maybe they have already. Well, my love, thank you for giving Ren the podcast day off for her birthday. And thank you for having me. It has been a joy and a pleasure. Hey, Brooks, you want to come say hi? Hi. Did you just have a birthday? Mm-hmm. And how old did you turn? Four. Four. Oh, my word. Did you have a good birthday? Mm-hmm. Did you get lots of presents? Mm-hmm. Awesome. Can you tell everybody thanks for listening? Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening, folks. Thanks, everybody. Have a good week. Fiend. Please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Trivia for Kids Podcast. And if you have a question idea or even an entire category, please email us at Trivia for Kids Podcast at gmail.com. 